Welcome to episode 26 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most, not as good as some. How are you, Mike? Uh, I think it was a Linda Ronstadt song, Dave, that, uh, yeah, torn between two lovers. That part's really not me. I'm not really torn between two lovers. <laughs> Feeling like a fool. That's okay. the part that pertains to me, because... Great night last night. Uh, Liz and I went to Pierce Road Bar and Grill, had dinner. Love that place. Yeah, very good, very good. I had a steak sandwich. Uh, the bread at Tony's is better, but I, I think the meat at Pierce Road was better than the Tony's steak sandwich. Anyway, Jeff, great waiter, and that's probably the only reason I didn't punch him. Because oh. he was such a good waiter, but right at the end, he's, uh, I don't even know how the topic was broached, but he's like, how old are you? Um, 56? I'm like, what? I, I, I look at him and what do you mean you fucking 56? No, I'm, I'm 53. I said, technically, I'm not even 53 yet. Well, you got some gray hair. And, when know, the hell is he asking that that's question for? I, I can't even remember where it started, but it was like, I was, uh, was kind of like just troubled. But yet, that getting back to the what I think was a Linda Ronstadt song, on the other hand, Prior, just before we stopped at Pierce Road Bar and Grill, I had to go to work, drop something off, and I said, you know what? Ideal party stores right there on Salzburg. I've been told they've got a nice selection, and since it's so close to where I work, yeah, I may have a new go-to oh, okay. beer purchasing place because compared to the other one, customer service at Ideal Party Store, I give it the old double thumbs up. I mean, hey... Any questions? Let me know what you got. Yada yada yada. And and he re- and the guy that I was uh, really wasn't dealing with him. I kind of picked him out. My picked out the beers myself. But um, he says, you know, that, you know, he's real cooperative. And I said, hey, what do you think about this one right here? He said, actually, that's funny you picked that one because that's probably my favorite beer right now. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then you know, we talk back and right. forth. So anyway, customer service at Ideal Party Store. Uh, that's free ad. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, we, you know how much business we just generated them with our millions and millions of listeners. They, they may have to extend their hours. Um, but yeah. So long story short, at this point, impossible. I'm doing good, I guess. <laughs> good. Um, you didn't punch a waiter. That's always a good. Well, thing. yeah, because yeah, I didn't want to do that. So um, it was your hosting at the Cell Studios here. So it was my turn to buy. Even that's the way the pre-pod days were established. And oddly enough, I picked out a trifecta from three different breweries right here in the state of Michigan. Did you notice that when in Michigan, we would call this, you know, you picked three breweries on the West Coast. I didn't know. No, I didn't. Because I don't even know where Sawyer, Michigan is. South of uh, St. Joe Benton Harbor. Okay. So you went Sawyer. And then, actually, I, I clocked all this out on Google Maps. You go 68 miles north to Holland on I-196. On I as soon as you get to Holland, you get on US-31 for another 25 miles to get to Grand Haven. I'm not going to say the beer, but right, that's, that's our the second selection. one. And then, uh, and then you go 132 miles north on US-31 along the lake, beautiful drive, to Frankfurt, Michigan. Okay. That's our third selection. So anyway, we're going to start it off with uh, Brother Benjamin 
from Green Bush Brewing Company, as I mentioned, in Sawyer, Michigan. Comes in at 10.1% alcohol by volume, which is not a pod high. No. But it does have an <laughs> eye-popping first-ever pod triple-digit 114 IBUs. But an on-tap rating of 3.96, very solid on-tap rating, you know, damn near four, you might as well say. Sure. Which, like I said, uh, the episode uh, Jim Summerfield was on, I actually think the if it's got alcohol in it, on-tap's giving it a good rating. Right, because and it seems to follow suit exactly. with what we got going on so, today. So, this is our only bottle of the night, Dave. So, why don't we crack open Old Brother Benjamin. It's an old school photo on the bottle, and it's almost like seeing double. He's a real creepy looking fella too. But then again, I don't know if you've ever noticed. Have you ever seen pictures? Everybody looks creepy. And they're all old, creepy. Yeah. They all look miserable, ugly, and creepy. <laughs> so, without further ado, it's almost got a red. Yeah, a little red to it. Perfect pours by both yeah. of us. Cheers. Cheers. I got to tell you what, I was a little nervous about the 114 uh, IBUs, but no, this is... That's, um, and like the the young man at uh, Ideal told me, because I asked him, I said, because it says on the bottle, it's Brother Benjamin, Imperial India Pale Ale brewed with honey. And I'm like, hey, I like honey as much as the next person, but I mean, not really to drink it with my beer. Is it an overpowering? And he says, no, he said, the finish... There's, there's a hint of honey on the finish. And that's exactly right, because you don't really taste it. But now, I'm almost as perplexed, confused as I've ever been in my life. Because I was told the higher the IBUs, the more bitter the beer is. And this is our first ever triple-digit IBU, and I don't really... There's not a... There's some bitterness, don't get me right, wrong. Right, right, oh yeah. But I mean, but it's nothing like uh, Tree for Madness. Now, I would say this, though, in the time that we've been doing, even the even the pre-pod days, when we were just getting together around the campfire or just having a few beers and talking about sports and whatever, um, it took me a little bit to really get a palate for IPAs. I've since appreciated them a lot more, but it's almost like, you know, now I'm wondering if, Two years ago, if I would have tried this, I'd be, oh, my God, oh, geez, yeah, get, this, get this away from me. That um, could be you build up a tolerance. A I little bit of a, do you know what I mean? I mean, I, but I saw the 114, because I didn't notice the 114 until after I purchased it. Right. And I, you know, because um, I looked at it, I'm like, holy cow, I wonder if this will be the first beer that we can't finish, although that's our pod policy, no matter how bad the beer is, it's got to be finished. So. Yeah, right. No, um, I like the fact that we did this first. Right. Because, you know, two beers in, if this is the third one, then I could see where, you know, the, the palate's deadened a little bit right. and, you know, you w probably wouldn't taste it. But, yeah, there's there's a ton of, if you like IPAs and, and you like the bitterness, um, don't, on this particular beer, don't be uh, scared away by the IBUs. No, exactly. And very drinkable, too. Nice flavor. Um, Sports-wise, uh NASCAR running today, Dave, and what I have found out, if you're an area of the world 
mm-hmm. that is suffering from drought, yep, schedule a NASCAR race. Right. <laughs> drought solved. <laughs> because anywhere NASCAR goes, <laughs> rain follows. Because I, uh, as I walked over to the South Studios, they had run five laps of the uh, something vodka 500 from Homestead Raceway in, in Miami. And then got their second delay because lightning struck. So I'm not sure if the race is restarted yet or will be postponed or whatever. But it, this is like three weeks in a row that oh, has yeah. been at least delayed by weather. So yeah. if you're a drought area, <laughs> schedule a NASCAR race, problem solved. <laughs> problem solved. Uh, Want to talk about the MLB mess? Yeah. Um, I don't think there's going to be an MLB season. And quite frankly, I'm really confused. Listeners say, man, he was confused by the beer. He's confused by baseball. He's just confused. Because, all right, MLB came back and said, okay, listen, 72-game schedule will pay you 86% of your salary for half less than half the work as long as we finish the postseason. And Tony Clark and the, the, the players said, you know what? No, we're done. We're done negotiating. This is unacceptable. We just want to play. Tell us when and where. Huh? Right. Well, I mean, I mean it's, 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 hey, the, 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 the bosses said, hey, okay, 72 games, let's do this. And you say, no, we don't want to do that. We want to play. It's like, oh, what do you want to play? How do you want to do it? You just, right. just want to step out on the field and just start playing? I mean, Are the players saying, based on the last contract negotiated, we just want to play, based on what was negotiated before, not what you're saying now? Is that what? That's what's confusing. I'm, 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 I'm as confused yeah, I, as you. I, mean, I don't I'm, know what I they're agree. saying. I don't know what they're saying about it because it just doesn't make any sense. Because I mean, you have to have a structure of. I mean, there's no way you're playing 162 games and getting full pay, full pole season. Right. At this point, I, I mean, it was is. Was there something is. in March though that they agreed upon? Was there something they negotiated in March? I can't remember. I was trying to look back. Well, a nothing. Little bit today. They've been negotiating all along, and nothing. Nothing never agreed, been agreed upon. Exactly. Oh, okay. So. Um, at this point, I just don't... I read that. I heard the sound bites today, a couple of interviews, and that's what they were saying, just exactly what you right. said, and I couldn't find anything to clarify That's what I say. So I, I, I'm about. thinking, and like, I, I believe it was episode 25. I, I, I don't begrudge the players. I mean, I want my money. You know, hey, yeah. I've got you Some know talent three different that. houses. You know, I've got a car collection of 15 cars. You know, my wife likes to travel with the kids, you know, into right. our summer home, our winter home, our spring home, our January home, our April home. Uh, and I've I, leveraged I've leveraged everything, exactly. and I'm fucked if I don't get paid. Exactly. So, I mean, it's like, I don't, you know, hey, you, 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 oh, the major, professional athletes aren't worth that. Well, obviously they are, because somebody's paying it to them. Right. So, I mean, right. you get what you get. <laughs> right. And, you know. You know, my career, your career, I mean, I'm at 26 years at my job. Uh, teach, you can teach forever. You know what I'm saying, realistically. Yep. Professional athlete, you have a, what? Limited window. Four to seven year window, so you make what you can make. Hey, more power to you. Right. But then I would almost appreciate it. If, if stop hemming and hawing and just say, hey, look, I want my money. If I don't get my money, we're not playing. I would actually respect that more than, oh, we want to play. But well, you don't really want to play that bad because if you're not going to be right. willing to do to anything, I mean, come on. Right. Um, which is, brings us to, along the lines of the NBA. Um, 
it's Quite, an, now it's it's boiling down to a question of whether some players, I think Kyrie Irving right. is spearheading, you know, is this, are we taking away from the, the movement, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement by playing? Um, and then there's a group of players that are saying that, uh, no, this will actually be a great platform, not only to be able to fund it, to be able to, you know, uh, carry the message out, you know, through the uh, multimedia channels, um, in you know what I mean. So there's a little division going on there in the NBA. Uh, so they better figure it out because it's is it June 30? July. July 31st is yep. when they're going to descend on Orlando. Right, and, and then you got like people like some of the younger guys. They want insurance in case they get hurt playing in Orlando. It's like, well, what's the couldn't you get hurt? Playing in anywhere? Portland in a packed stadium as opposed to Orlando with no fans. That, again, so, and now the, the latest thing I read on the NBA today was that the the next year is supposed to start in December as opposed to October. It's supposed to start in December, and they've almost already said there we will be pay, playing the 2021 season with no fans. And... My humble take on that, yeah. if the NBA never plays again, I won't lose, I don't even, I, I won't even lose a right. second of sleep. Yeah, but that's, you know, we weren't, we weren't huge basketball players right. anyway growing up, and so that, you know, for us, that's probably but I think know, that's not si- a shocker. I think that's silly for them to say right off, you know, it's June now, December. Yeah. Now, it, I agree, a it's, vaccination between now and December is... Wishful thinking, probably at best, but Huge wishful to say thinking, yeah. at, to say December no fans is like you know what then don't right. don't ever play again then who cares it, maybe they feel they have to make a statement and if they feel they have to make a statement it's better to do that than say you know we're planning on the twenty twenty one season everything is normal everything's regular you know look forward to that we're selling tickets um, I think I think they're doing the safe thing. Whether it's the right thing or not, they're doing the safe thing and saying we're probably not going to be playing with fans. Now, if they change their mind or something like you said, like if there's a miracle vaccine and it actually works, then, you know, they they look, you know, everybody's happy. Everybody can rejoice. You know, those people that want to pay their $59,000 a year to get their season tickets or whatever. I am. Uh... Why I came I, up with $59,000, that, I have no idea. That's expensive season ticket, especially <laughs> if you can't go to the game. Um, <laughs> I think the only sport that I, uh, prosper is probably a poor word, but I think the only sport that can overcome no fans in attendance mm-hmm. is the NFL. I think that's how big and bad the NFL is, where, I mean – you got fantasy leagues. I mean, people are going to watch it. They don't get, you know, you don't sure. care if there's any. I mean, I watched the uh, second version of the XFL. There weren't any fans in those stands. Right. So, right. I so, you know, I, no, I didn't watch them start to finish, probably because they didn't have any fantasy action involved. Right. No, but they were filling up, though. That was yeah, they, gaining yeah, some traction, yeah, which was. was really kind of disappointing because I was starting to like it. And then for them to just bag the whole thing. Yep. So, um, well, and the other one that's. <laughs> The other one that probably will do okay relative, and I obviously I haven't seen the books of the PGA Tour, 
But do you know what I mean? Right. If the, I got to imagine the televised money, especially if Tiger Woods and some of the bigger names, Phil Mickelson, et cetera, et cetera, if they're involved, the TV money's got to be way bigger than the oh I, God, I would think than so. the fan base that that goes to the golf course. Now I could be completely wrong, but I'm just looking at the number yeah. of fans that are walking around the golf course versus yeah, I know, would yeah that's the tele the television I would, yeah. fans. I would think that's um, a no brainer. I will mention one thing. I saw a piece on ESPN. Uh, a short video, you can go look this up, but um, it's uh, baseball could have dominated TV if they would have just, everybody would have gotten on the same page, agreed, you know, and, and gotten that thing rolling early when they could have. Um, here's some stats for you that are in the video. From 1947 to 1957, right, uh, 63% of pro football and basketball teams either went under, went bye-bye, or whatever for various reasons, mostly, of course, due to lack of money and lack of interest. Um, but baseball at that time, uh, the average uh, the average TV audience for the 1957 World Series, 39 million viewers per game. That's what they anticipate. Now you're talking about 1957. I mean, I, you know, uh, the average audience or the average TV viewers for the 2019 World Series games. What do you think it was compared to 1957? 39 million. 680 million. 14 million. So that's what I'm saying. The look on your face kind of describes. There, this guy is going through the numbers and saying like baseball is already teetering on. They're not like you said. Football is king right now. Baseball is not America's pastime anymore. So by the numbers, there were 39 million. Yep, that uh, that's what this ESPN. In, the, in 2019, there was 14 million. 14 million per game, average per game in the 19 in the 2019 World Series. You I've can fact some, check I've me on some, that. I've got some homework to do because that doesn't even—you wouldn't even think there'd be 39 million TVs. Right, like that. that's what I'm saying. But what they're saying is, is anybody that had a TV, anybody and everybody that had a TV in 1957 was tuning into the World Series because baseball was king. Right. Baseball was crushing everybody in '57, and so if they would have gotten their shit together and pulled their heads out, you know, when they could have this year. Got into spring training, got games going. There was nothing else on TV. So 14 million viewers in 2019. We actually have more listeners in Major League Baseball <laughs> World Series. That's what I'm lineup. saying. That's, that's hard to believe. I know it. Um, some of the other stuff going on. Uh, they have uh, the first uh, PGA, speaking of PGA Tour, they have the first PGA Tour event since the shutdown uh, was on this weekend, the Charles Schwab Challenge. Uh, I think I haven't looked it up uh, yet, and maybe I'll try to do that while I'm talking. But um, uh, Xander Sh- uh, Shoffley was leading. Never heard of him. Yeah, I have. I mean, he's a. Nope, looks. Well, I have to update this. He was leading. Oh my god, not even. This guy came out of nowhere. Berger, never heard of him. B-E-R-G-E-R wins the Charles Schwab Challenge in a playoff. So I'll have to... That must have happened while we were setting up the pod. 
But anyway, um, some good stories come out of this. A lot of guys, uh, um, Harold Varner III, um, again, you know, not too many people heard of him. Played his ass off the first couple days, but then fell off the map. Um, but anyway, and then... Um, that leader, that leaderboard of the Charles Schwab reminds me of uh, what movie is this from? You ever hear uh, Walt Whitman? Never heard of him. Who's he play for? Sort of the Cosmic All Stars. <laughs> what movie? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll go through that later. Um, and then UFC talked about it a little bit, but. Um, uh, the women, I think, took center stage again, even though it was a co, a, yeah, that's a co uh, co main main event. And I don't even know if it's. I think it's. I think it's the anomaly. This is going to sound sexist, and I don't intend it to be sexist. But I think it's an, an anomaly of the fact that like when two women are just beating the hell out of each other, people are like holy shit, look at that woman, look at her go. But it's I, it's the. Did you see any video on it I on that fight? No, I didn't see anything. The kick. That uh, oh, and now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna remember what her name is. Shoot, Cynthia uh, Calvale. The kick she she applied to this to the to her opponent's oh I her last that's why I can't remember it because it's her last name is literally E Y E I. Nice. Um, the kick that she took to her face <laughs> was one of those when you slow mo it and then freeze it right when her foot's hitting her jaw. It's just one of those, you're just like, yeah, I would have been dead. Um, but anyway, so, so you know, that, that was going on on Saturday, UFC fight night, and that probably wraps up what was going on. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think, the, I think you know, hats off to Dana White and company because that's, I mean, that is another sport that's conducive. It's like, yeah, okay, there's no fans. In it. And like, like we pointed out a, f- a few pods ago, like when you can actually hear like, they went, they that, said, it's like, they would have never done this before, but they said, oh, let's back that up, let's back that up. Let's hear what her foot sounds like. <laughs> right, and Hitting. with no fans in there, you can hear it, and then it's always, you know, you can hear the trainers in the background yelling and screaming, which the crowd, Yeah. so UFC is one of the, you know, uh, you know, Absolutely. You know the, like the three rules of Fight Club, you, you don't talk about the Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club, but... Um, so yeah, hats yeah. off to Dana White. I mean, Dana White in UFC is clearly kicking NASCAR's ass. I mean, NASCAR is just, of course, there nobody goes to NASCAR fans anyway. It's, you know, and it that could get interesting. You mean to NASCAR races? Yes. Oh my God! Don't they fill up the stadiums? No, they used to. Oh. In the heyday, like of Dale, Dale Earnhardt now, but okay. now I, I think now it's just the just like the WWE. You know, okay. where there used to be three big, three, four big pay-per-views a year, and they'd sell out buildings. Now, yeah. you know, there's a pay-per-view every, like, 38 minutes. Oh, so you'd rather stay at home and pay for it on TV. Right, right and it's you. like, well, you know, hey, if I miss this one, I can get one in 38 minutes. So, Right. Um, but, yeah, so and then with the recent NASCAR decision, that actually will uh, be interesting to see where that goes because I was listening to uh, Sirius XM NASCAR radio, and... It was it was kind of refreshing. They took that all wasn't, colors. That wasn't Tinkerbell that went by. That was my dog. So yeah, that was Duke. Duke's, <laughs> Duke's watching watching our back. Make sure all of our, our fans stay at bay. Um, but they were taking callers. I mean, there were some, some good old boys. You know, Bobby Earl Robert, 
<laughs> from uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, was calling in. He wasn't happy with the decision NASCAR made. I ain't, I ain't going to watch any more races anymore because, you know, it, it, it was kind of funny, but whatever. Drive it like you stole it, Ricky <laughs> yeah. Bobby. That's right. So, um, what do you say we rate yeah, Brother Benjamin? Ah, let's see. This is way better than I thought oh. it was going to be. Yes, I, I I didn't have very good expectations. I'm on going above the on tap 3.96, and I'm going to go 411, 4.11. Wow. Love me some good IPA. Yeah, this is right up your alley too, though. And it didn't. I also with the 10.1, like Jim was saying, you could get almost a a bourbon barrel. Yeah. Flat, but no, I didn't no. really get that. Uh, I'm going to go four point. I got. I'm going to go four point all right, Dave, as we continue our journey up the northern west coast of Michigan, we're going to make our second selection. We're going to make a stop at Oddside Ales in Grand Haven, Michigan. And we're going to go with the Hoppin' Mad, which is a rye double New England style IPA. Has an 8.6, so nearly point and a half. Not nearly, exactly a point and a half <laughs> under the brother Benjamin, and the IBUs, the infamous and a. We got to do some research on that, Dave, because like, how do you not know how right. it's like? The, the, whoever brews it just says, "Ah, fuck it, I forgot what the IPAs were," and they you don't know what it is, or how do you not know what the IBA I, IBUs. IBA, IBUs is? Right, I don't know. I have uh, no idea. Much lighter, Brother Benjamin. Another perfect pour. I am in fuego <laughs> on my beer pour, brother. A little hopping mad from Oddside Ales. Kangaroo on the can. Biting an uh, old style. Might be like uh, that Sullivan guy from yesteryear. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Kind of that fruity citrus. Nice citrus taste to it. Yep. Oh, very pleasant citrus taste. And, and wow. Yeah. Brother Benjamin, Brother Benjamin better put up in the jokes <laughs> because we, we, may have a, we may have a good old-fashioned slugfest for the beer of the night. There's a lot of flavor in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not even... It's not a punch in the gut it's necessarily. Not, it's, and it's not even really... Yeah, yes, you can taste the IPA in it. Yeah. There is an IPA, but it's not the standard, typical IPA taste. Yeah, and it's not super fruity. Like you don't like the fruit exactly. Like the, oh yeah, there's there's a hint of there, there's the orange on the palate that is definitely there, but it you wouldn't call it like by like you said, it's not a fruity beer by any means. No, no. Uh, lately, I mean. The segment has bounced around first, second, third, but lately we've been doing uh, this day in sports. Oh, what that's from. Going the, I was gonna say I thought I had a rash, but I think it's from the, the sun. <laughs> my my absolutely my, stunned you. My hypochondria. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've got a blood vessel burst because of oh. Anyway, yeah, I mean, on a podcast, the listeners can't appreciate it, but I'm like, holy shit, what's wrong with me? <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Your eyes got as big as saucers. You're like, like what oh the my god! <laughs> and it looked like I just shot bad heroin or something. I'm like, but it was just from the the sun going through the red awning. But anyway, oh the boy, umbrella, this, yeah. this is where. <laughs> This is where we got to be going on YouTube because the, the viewers could appreciate it. <laughs> Podcast people are like, what's wrong with these idiots? Or that idiot, anyway. Uh, but anyway, okay. Or, or appreciate the fact that we started off with a 10.1. Yes, that, that as well. Um, but yeah, anyway, TDIS, this day in sports, has kind of found its home in the second segment, Dave. And I have three of them. Typically, I go from the furthest back all the way to the middle. I'm going to go start in the middle. Go to the most recent and then twist it back because and I, the only reason I'm going to do that is because it's pointless, the oldest one. Right. So anyway, uh, math guy here, 31, 51 years ago today, as I was almost two years old, Reggie Jackson of the Oakland A's knocked in 10 runs as the A's drubbed the Red Sox 21 to 7. And like I say, almost two, two years old. As a Red Sox fan, I was probably so distraught I had probably shit my pants. Um, turn turn the clock at five years. On June 14th, 1974, the, four Ryan, the Ryan Express of the California Angels fanned 19 Red Sox. So, hey, June 14th has not been good for the Red Sox. And... Depending on what, so I don't know if he was credited with 12 innings pitched and oh. just went into the 13th and didn't get an out. But depending on the, the site you look at, Ryan pitched either 12 or 13 innings on June 14, 1974, and struck out 19 Red Sox. You might say, Mike, big deal. That's not even a record. Roger Clemens has 20 in a nine-inning game. Kerry Wood had 20 in a nine-inning game. Why did you even bring that up? Two reasons. Well, number one, it was another bad moment for my beloved Red Sox. Right. More importantly, 235 pitches he threw. And that was in 74. Yeah. Nolan Ryan pitched another, what, 12 years? Right. Uh, 10, right. 12, 14 years from there. And yet we have our kids on pitch counts of 30 and 35 and 40 because you're going to blow your arm out. This guy threw 235 <laughs> pitches in one game. That's and crazy. What, for, for all of you uh, non-baseball fans that don't know anything about baseball or don't have never heard of Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan threw eh, maybe kind of hard. <laughs> I mean, right. He threw in well into the 90s. It's not like he was lobbing them up there <laughs> at a 35 mile an hour. I mean, so that's why, you know, I mean, 235 pitches is just mind boggling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, for mean, sure. Uh, and then my third and final, I'm going to go back in time, 68 years ago today, and you're the runner of the two of us. And you can tell me how times have changed, but the only reason I wanted to bring it up is Jim Peters ran a uh, marathon record two hours, 20 minutes, 42 and two-tenths of a second. Everybody's looking at, they're kind of like looking at their phone. Why might Mike bring up that? Well, 
No relation, of course. Jim right. Peters is no relation, of course. I just wanted everybody, I didn't want anybody to think I was related to a world, world record marathoner. But two hours, 20 minutes. So since 52, what is that record now? It's, well, they've broken, apparently, this is a, this is a, this is a pet peeve of mine. Um, they've gotten it down to, they're mapping out how to run each corner and take off you know, the take off to minimize the number of feet that you actually right. run. Well, well, sure. The you know what I mean? In the shoes and the rabbits that they have out there helping guys. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, this record I appreciate even more than the fact that they have, they may or may not have technically broken the two-hour marathon record. But, you know, apparently they have. So it's like one, I think it's, I think it's 152. Ah, I'm going to get fact-checked on this, but I think it's like 152 is okay. the number that's in my head. So it's well below 2 hours, 20 minutes. Sure. But, oh, yeah. you're, but you're saying in 52, this that's is, crazy that's insane. A that's a legitimate record. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The training methods, the the, the shoes, you know, the, that, he's, that the person's running in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right. Um, for sure. That's impressive. Now, the one this day in sports that I have has to do with running as well. And the reason why I... I, I never mind. I'll, I'll do two. The, the one that I have that I thought was really interesting that I, that I saw was in 1870, the Cincinnati Red Stockings. Now, were you a fan at that point when they were the Red Stockings? No, because I've always been a Boston Red Sox fan. Cincinnati okay. Red Stockings became the Cincinnati Reds, which are two different teams. Okay. So, no, I was not a fan <laughs> of the Cincinnati Red Stockings. Okay, well, I just didn't and know. And I'm not Red... that old, even though the guy I didn't know if Boston Pierce Red Road... Sox. No, even though the guy at Pierce Road Bar and Grill probably thinks I was a fan of the Cincinnati Red Stockings. In 1870. <laughs> I was not that, I'm not that old. Okay, but uh, here's the thing. And this is one I would like to research uh, a little bit more. But the Red Stockings suffered their first loss in 130 games. What's the is that, what's the record? Do you know the record for the MLB most games won? In the current like the current MLB, I don't know what the current what the most games won. But apparently the Cincinnati Red Stockings had won 130 games until they lost their first one in 1870. Well, uh, that that has to be the record because no no. Major League Baseball team is one. That would one, be a one, season, one, right? Yeah, that's one thirty and thirty-two. <laughs> I mean, one thirty and thirty-two is a pretty good team, <laughs> right? Um, I think one of the Mets teams of the eighties may have Mets and or Yankees um, approached the one ten mark, right? Okay, but but you said the one hundred and thirty wins before their first loss, right? That's apparently what this website yeah, is yes. telling me. So, okay. like I said, I want to research that a little well, bit more. So, but yeah, if they want one hundred and thirty straight, I mean that that goes without saying. That's the goat <laughs> of streaks. That's a long winning streak. <laughs> um, so that's my baseball one. The other one is a track one. Okay, and everybody, I I think, at least our listeners, if they're sports minded at all, can appreciate the hundred meter dash. Okay. So, who's the quintessential 100-meter dash person that comes to mind? Usain Bolt. Okay, Usain Bolt. Now, Is it what, Usain or Usain? Usain. Usain, okay. Yeah. My apology. Sorry, Usain. I know you're listening. <laughs> so, what people can appreciate or not appreciate is the, the uh, Jamaican dominance that has been in place. In 2005, 
I don't know if people remember Asafa Powell, okay, of Jamaica. He set the new 100-meter record at 9.77. Now, in track and field, uh, even with an automatic timing system, you round up from the thousandths point. So his time was 9.768, which rounded up to 9.77, right? Right. So he had done that actually a few times, uh, like 9.76. Five nine point seven six three, which all round up. You have to round up. You can't, like in your math class, if it's below five, right. you would round down. But you always in track and field have to round up to take in, take into consideration, you know, the electronics and etc. So anyway, in uh, now in two thousand five, he got that record. Now, there was a little blip in 2006 where American Justin Gatlin, okay, right, he ran a 9.766, which was faster than the 9.768, but some ding-dong rounded down for some reason, and somebody had given Gatlin the record momentarily or for a week or something like that, but then they said he had tied it. He was the co-owner of the American record. Now, of course, if you're if you're follow track at all, uh, Gatlin, um, just like the Canadian um, Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson uh, tested positive for doping, and so it was some time again. So they took that away from him. So then Asafa Powell got the record back as the only person holding the 9.77 record, and then along comes your Usain Bolt. Uh, in 2008, who ran a 9.72 on May 30, uh, May 31st, okay? And then subsequently then went, marched that record down. Uh, I don't have that in my notes right now, but I want to say it's like 9.58 is the, is the current world record. Now, if you go 100 meters, think about that. If you've ever sat in the bleachers at a high school football game, and that straightaway part of the track that you're used to seeing, you know, that surrounds the right. football field, um, to go from the beginning of that straightaway to the end of that straightaway in 9.58 seconds is in, it's mind boggling. It's fast. It's, and it's, it's very fast. <laughs> and, and I want to, you know, this segues nicely. You bring up the steroid use. And. Perfect timing because it's going to. I mean, this is like a segue on a segue on a segue, and people are thinking. Wouldn't you be riding around in major city streets in a segue? No, but that or people oh. are going to say, "What is a segue?" And we're like, <laughs> I, I'm going to say like three pounds more in the headway. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's funny that I have no qualms with if Gatlin tested positive for performance enhancing drugs. I'm a Lance Armstrong fan, you know, and then the bl the blood doping or whatever it was, because I'm of the. I think Just you, say. I, I think you got to do what it takes to win, and the misnomer to steroid use is I think people think you inject a steroid, sit on the couch, prop your feet up, grab a bag of Pringles. In a, a forty ounce of Colt forty five, and put in your Facts of Life DVD collection, 
and sit there and just enjoy yourself and do nothing. Right. No, you and work nothing, your ass n- off. Exactly. Yeah. So, isn't it? Is it an advantage? Absolutely. But turn back the clock to this country. What are we in? Twenty twenty. Come on, man. Two hundred years. Two hundred years would be eighteen twenty. Sure. When uh, white man came across, white man came across the sea. He brought us pain and misery. He killed our tribe. Little Iron Maiden. Yeah. Um, you got to get in. What was it? Heavy fair, metal. Was reference. it fair that the Native Americans only had bow and arrows, and the white man had rifles? Was seriously was that a fair fight? No. All right. So anybody that is of not Native American descent should leave this country right now. What? Just just like people who you know what. It was an unfair advantage because if we if we went bow and arrow for bow and arrow, right? Maybe the Native Americans would have fended off the uh, was it the English. Sure. <laughs> yeah, the Europeans. Europeans. <laughs> okay, so bow and arrow, bow and arrow. Sure. Would the Native Americans fended off the Europeans? That oh, absolutely. Okay, so how was that fair? Let's hit. This podcast is over and will no longer be recorded because Dave and I are going back to wherever our ancestors came from because we don't deserve to be here. No, but I mean, I would agree with you in the sense that if everybody, if if if, if blood doping and, and steroids were legal, it should be legal for everybody. The reason why they're saying it's not legal is because some people are playing it, by the it, rules. No, exactly. And no, and where I where I'm going to argue that point with you is is. That's what competition is. You look for an advantage against your competition. Is it fair that uh, NFL, NFL, is it fair that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are better than everybody else? Is it fair? Right. Sure. Okay, so then it's fair if I juice and I can run faster than you. That's your, if you don't want to juice, that's your problem. That's, that's a you problem, but, not a me problem. But the but the Brady Belichick advantage is genetic, don't you think? It's God given, born. It's okay, within so, them, and they don't have to bring in. Okay, so so what is genetic about having a rifle versus a bow and arrow? We had a mental, like you. you see, it's I, innovation. See, that, see, that's it's a, innovation. It's innovative that I can inject a steroid in me to make me run faster. That's innovation. If I'm willing to take the risk. Of something that I don't know what's going to happen. You, okay. When you injected a steroid in the, <coughs> excuse me, uh, early '90s, late '80s, early '90s, right? Which I there's, trust me, listeners, there is a perfect segue to this whole diatribe that I'm going on <laughs> that I'll get to shortly here. Yeah. If you could tell me that, and it's like, okay, well, I'm doing it, and. Right, the, you know, so I'm going to do it, and the, the whole point of this, my my take on this is tonight, another thirty for thirty on ESPN, is about Salsa and McGuire. Ah, uh, fuck, the name escapes me. Shit. Anyway, whatever <laughs> it is. Right. But as much as everybody hates steroids in baseball, right. I don't care what anybody says. Salsa and McGuire saved. Major League Baseball with that summer 
in those two just banging homer after homer after homer after homer after homer. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to argue with you on that. Right. So Okay, so if you're fine with them saving it then, right. don't condemn those who use steroids later. Oh, I'm not fine with it. Because if, if, if and it's just, because as uh, any of my friends know, I, my quest was to see a ballpark in any, and I, I, I guess it's going to fall short because of COVID of, of two ballparks, Colorado and Houston. And I think I've got every other ballpark covered except the new Yankee Stadium and the new this one and the new that one, whatever, whatever. But um, the amount of money I pay for yeah. tickets for my family, I don't want to see some Joe right. Schmo trickle a ball through the infield. I want to right. bomb sit over the outfield. Right. So if you're going to take steroids, more power to you. Be the best so, you can so be. So what you're and saying is it. it should be legal and a personal choice on whether you want to do it or exactly. not. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That that's for me on on a level. I might not disagree with you if that makes sense, but I think they do it on a on a health level. Because what happens when the Maguires and the Sosas and all the other ball players, like a lot of them, take steroids and they say it's okay, who emulates the pros? Who tries to emulate the pros? The younger kids. Right. Perfect. And I, I have a perfect analogy for that. Okay. How old do you have to be to drink alcohol? 21. There you go. Got to be 21 to do steroids. Okay. And it, you know, now do people younger than twenty one drink alcohol? I think so. Well, sure. at least I know I did. Right. But didn't do it legally. So steroids, you know, you know, and again, you know, and you can have the athlete, you know, you could have your uh, Mark McGuire. Hey, right. kids, I yeah, I juice. Did so when I. After 21 years of age, because it, it was later in his life. Because if you look at no, his Olympic sure. baseball yeah, yeah. card, he was nowhere near <laughs> as big as he was right. as a professional. Right, right, right. And he could do his whole speech on it, you know, and then he could even lay the, lay the hard truth on it, saying, yeah. "You know what, kid? Chimps are you ain't as good as me. Right. So don't even waste your time <laughs> and your money on the steroids because right. I did it to get to the next level, and your level is nowhere near me." So that's, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you have any friends or anybody you knew that took steroids? No, not, no. I, it, it I was did, it. and it really fucked them up. It really, it really, it really not only from the standpoint of a health issue, but there was a point in time where, uh, and this was at, uh, this was in college. Right. You know what I mean? And it made them feel invincible to the point where they came back to the dorms one night and one of them had half their jaw just kind of the only thing the only thing keeping the one half of their jaw like on their face was the skin holding it in place because um, they thought they were invincible you know they thought they were all jacked and they were all tough and they met up with some people that were actually really tough and really invincible um and uh, you know it was it was a it was a good trip to the hospital, and the one guy had his jaw wired shut for four weeks. Um, That's a good diet plan. It is a good diet plan, <laughs> but not if you're on steroids and want to you know and want to beef up. But um, no, I think it's where the where you want to set the bar and where you want to like you know human beings in general. If you say okay, this is 
this is the breaking point. This is where you shouldn't go past. You should expect it to go past a certain point. Right. So the lower that you have the bar, the lower you set the standard. Not, not I shouldn't say it that way. That sounds bad because you don't want to set standards lower. But the rules, you know, for health and safety and all that stuff. The lower the 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 lower you set them, you know. Then you know there's going to be a certain percentage that are going to go above and beyond, and you know what I mean, and, and what you're going to have to deal with. So, you know, I, I mean, I get your point from a professional entertainment. You know what I mean? Right. Let's see where we can take this kind of a standpoint. I, I mean, I get that, but but you backtrack that down the chain a bit, and it starts to get like really muddy. Like, man, is this a good idea or not? Uh, the farther down the chain you go, college players, high school players, um, right, but, how is it going to affect everybody down okay, downstream? Okay, now here's my argument on that is not so much the college area. College is the gray area where high school players, right? That's called parenting. <laughs> I could go into this for no, no, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, if, if, if you think. Your kid is good enough to go to the pro, and you're going to get, get him all on, all roided up, right. jacked up, because going to the pro, that's your issue. So that's your True. job to teach him. It's, it's not Mark McGuire's job to raise your kid. Mark McGuire yeah. was, I mean, he but was the, an But the people dialed. setting the rules are like, shit, how many people do but, we want to, like, if you want to know who, no, like. what I'm saying well, is the rules are the rules. That, that's great, but it's just like a drinking age. You don't, t- you, you don't think there's people tw- under 21 drinking? No, there are. There yeah, are. You know, and I'll tell you what, there, there's a lot more damage done with people drinking than there are people on steroids. True. Absolutely you know, true. So don't even worry about it. Let, let's, let's not even focus on 100% true. steroids. Let's focus on underage drinking. And it's probably, and I, I will give you this, it's a lot easier to pick out a high school kid that's on steroids and go, hey, listen, come here. <laughs> right. We're going to give you a little test. Right. Yeah. And there's somebody drinking and, you know, or oh, yeah. vaping or doing right. whatever. That's it's like, you know, so, yeah. you know. I agree with that. All right. Anyway, let's rate Hoppin' Mad. Okay. I'm, 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 this is my rating it, first. It's your rating first, but I'm just going to throw out the little nugget that I'm, I'm kind of torn on my rating. Here. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go above. I'm going to go four point. I'm going to go four point. Uh, no, this is good. Four point one five. <sighs> All right. You had a four on Brother Benjamin and went to four point one five. I had a 411 on Brother Benjamin. And even though there was a bit of an orange taste to Hoppin' Mad, I think I actually I actually I think I actually liked it a little better, Brother Benjamin. I'm surprised it, it, at that I actually. Know, that's what I mean. It, I am too. I'm stunned by it because there was enough citrus flavor, but yet the IPA taste. So if I like it better than Brother Benjamin, you know what? Do it. This is a, an equal podcast with equal authoritative rights. <laughs> I'm going to match your 4.15 and go 4.15. And I like the uh, I like the odd side ales hopping mad. All right, Dave. It's going to be hard to beat because we've had a uh, 
couple stellar selections here in episode 26. Agreed. But we are going to travel 132 miles north on US 31, and we're going to find ourselves at Storm Cloud Brewing Company in Frankfurt, Michigan. And our selection from them is the Belgian-style IPA, Wild Away. W-H-I-L-E-D. Yes, so we are in agreement is wild. Wild, because W-H-I-L-E is wild. D is wild. So, I mean, I guess if it's willed, I don't know how it could be willed, but we're going to go with Wild Away. Sure. And it comes in at a, compared to the, the first two selections, a paltry 6.7% alcohol with 70 IBUs and a pod low untapped rank, ranking of 3.73. Which is not bad. No, not bad. But a pod low. Yeah, pod low. It's not bad. So, I mean, I think it works. In my opinion, what I've got... My sight set on is I think we're drinking a uh, Budweiser. Definitely the lightest of the three. Terrible pour. Yeah, terrible pour on your part. I was stellar. <laughs> Humble brag there. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice flavor there. Oh, yeah. No, I like that. In a uh, basketball like March Madness bracket terminology, uh, you know, Wild Away could be like a sleeper. Mm-hmm. You know, like that the old twelve versus five seed where the twelve's gonna win this seed. And it's like um <coughs> excuse me. Anyway, your turn for the uh random question, but before I give it to you, I, I just uh had something, you know, hundred thousand dollars at stake. Yep. Here's the qualifications to win that $100,000. Right. Number one, brush your teeth two times a day for one month with a stranger's toothbrush. And you can't disinfect it or nothing. You, you grab the toothbrush, brush your way. Sure. Two times a day, one month. Or. Now, wait a minute. Is the stranger brushing their teeth as well during that month? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, this, oh. this is a used stranger's toothbrush. I just, I just thought, you know, in the beginning of your question, I was thinking like, okay, I just grab a stranger's toothbrush, and now I'm using it for a month. Oh no, no, no! They use it in it for the thirty month for the thirty days in the month. It's somebody different. It's okay, rent. gotcha. And you can't bleach it, you know, right. disinfect it. Other, you just get up in the morning, put the toothpaste on, a little brush water, brush. <laughs> same thing at night. Right. Or for one week daily, you go to the local Y, grab out the hair in the drain, and you eat it. (laughs) Or your third choice is you reuse the condom of a personal friend. Wait a minute. I'm the random question person this week. Where is this coming from? This is just... I, this is this is the random question. This is for a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> for a hundred thousand dollars, you just burned one of our random questions. 
in a week that I that I have. Oh, we're going to your random question. This All right, no, no, random. I know we'll get to this mine. I'm just saying you could have used this, this on a different one. This is what would you rather? <laughs> well, the toothbrush one. Really? Oh yeah. God, I'm not eating hair out of a drain. No, I, yeah, for Christ's that, sake, that one's out. <laughs> And I'm not, but you're I'm not putting on a used condom either. What the hell? of a stranger versus the condom of a buddy? I just don't know. You know what I mean? You just don't. I, mm. Yeah, no, I can see the hair and that's not happening. Oh, yeah, I ever. agree. I agree. The hair is done. Because yeah. I don't even know how you can swallow like this. Oh, no. Hell that's no. Just, yeah, that's, all right, so the swallowing of the hair, that's all. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah no. Okay, fair enough. Anyway. Anyway. So. Okay, so. In this random question, I asked you to bring three things from home. Check. Okay. Check. Now three random <clears throat> items. Three random items. Now my better half, she wrote down five questions on what you would do with those items. Now I have my three items as well, three random items. Okay? Now rules are you can use an item more than once in a row okay so if these five questions you know according to the items um if you want to choose the same item five times in a row you can and then at the end we'll reveal what your other two items are right right okay so let's see your three items all right reach in my pocket and since i walked over the south studio i went with easy transport items okay so what do you got? I have a Sharpie pen. Yep. A pair of... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not supposed to reveal that. So oh. Sharpie pen. Hold on, for the listeners. Okay. Anyway, I can see them. But for the listeners, we'll, we'll keep it a secret. <clears throat> okay, so. Choose one item that best describes you and tell why. I am going to go with this item right here. Can I tell the item now? Yep. This item right here, it's a set of nail clippers because I'm always looking to cut corners. <laughs> okay. And for me, um, my best Id my item that best describes me is going to be, I'm probably going to say the guitar because I'm usually trying to show off my talents, all right? You know, you play guitar, Dave. Do you play it well? Or no, no, I don't. Right. <laughs> okay, number two. What item are you most likely to get caught trying to smuggle through an airport security, and why? I brought along a Sharpie, and if I had to smuggle across an airport security, it would be because... I'm not, over the years, I've gotten better at flying, but I do not like flying a lot. And I like to do shit like um, Sudokus and crosswords and doodle and make notes and do my work schedule and this, that, and the other thing. So, though, typically <laughs> so a Sharpie's not my ideal to... weapon of choice to do those things. But <laughs> so you're trying to smuggle <laughs> a Sharpie. Well, of the three, I mean, there's nothing else I could smuggle. I mean, I only brought three items. True, true, true. So I'm going okay. with the Sharpie so I can right, get my why. work done. 
Alright, um, out of my three items that I'm going to try to smuggle, it's going to be probably the lava lamp because the, the, um, the, um, Jesus, what's the security? It's not NSA. What's the security at the airport? Help me out, Mike. Uh, Come on, uh, listeners, yeah. help us out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. The, it's another the, acronym. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they're going to ask me, like, what the hell are you trying to... Why are you bringing a lava lamp, you know, in your luggage on an airplane? That looks a little suspicious, right? Like, why would somebody do that? Right. Yeah, so... <clears throat> why, yeah. Would I, why would I bring it? Um, I don't know, because it's cool. All right. Oh, that's debatable, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. You are being dropped off on a desert island. You can only take one of your three items and nothing else. What do you choose and why? Got to be the nail clippers because, I mean, I may need to cut wood or, or <laughs> cut, a, a, cut a wire or something. Right. On a desert I island, mean, for sure. And up my three items. <laughs> I mean, the Sharpie's not coming in handy on a desert Desert Island. <laughs> I mean, unless you give me paper, then I can write, help me on a big sheet. Right. That actually could be the... I'm struggling with my nail clippers. Okay, so uh, on a desert island, I'm not going to have too much... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have an, an overabundance of time to relax. So probably on the desert island, I would take the guitar just to entertain myself. You know, practice. It's a lot of practice time. Since I've already admitted I'm no good at it, um, so it'd be the it'd be the guitar. Next question: You're playing football, but you lose the ball. You must use one of your items to play with instead. You must play a full game with the item. What do you choose and why? You're playing football. You lose the football. What do you play with? I'm going with this. This is? Um, a <laughs> baseball game. Yeah. That, you know, so if I lose the football, the ball carrier has to carry this, and tacklers can go on sound to tackle that player. If they're blind? If they're blind, or you know, if you know their head, if they're not using proper tackling technique, and their heads down or something, but I'm going to go with this because I, I at least wanted to use all three items that I brought, and I've used the nail clipper and the sharpie, so I'm going to bring this handy dandy <laughs> baseball, baseball bat game that I have no idea what the rules <laughs> or meaning is of the game. All right, so. I'm not going to use the guitar. I'm not going to use the lava lamp per se. I'd have to use the head massager. And for those of you that are listening, it's the it's got the little handle with the however many 12 little wires, you know, with the with the little ball ends on it. Um, I'll probably use that as the football cuz you could actually you might be able to pass this. Oh yeah. If you throw it from the handle end you could pass it and do some pass plays. Next question. It's your wife's birthday. You must give her one of your items as a birthday gift. 
What do you choose and why? I'm going with the Sharpie, and I'm going to tell her, write yourself a note that I love you very much. Perfect. Touchdown. Um, I'm going to go with the guitar, and I'm going to... I'm going to make my own song and sing her a love song for her birthday. How about them apples? Well done. Thank you. Both taking a drink of our Wilder, excuse me, Wild Away IPA. Uh, choose one item that best describes, oh, wait a minute, I'm back to the beginning. Was that five? That might have been, it might have been five, I think. Yep. One, two, three... These are sticking together. Sorry, folks. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, that's five. Hey, that's it. Time fucking flies when you're having fun, Dave. <laughs> exactly. Um, Let's rate this. Let's do it. Wild Away, Storm Cloud Brewing from Frankfurt, Michigan. I'll tell you what. You so is that in the UP or is that still in the lower? That's in the that's in the lower peninsula. Yeah, it's, it's south of Traverse City, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. So we have in our journey from uh, Sawyer to Grand Haven to Frankfurt, we never even made it to Traverse City. No. Nope. Huh. So uh, what do you think, Mike? I think it, in the beginning of this pod, you said you had the trifecta here. Yeah. Um, I went Brother Benjamin four eleven. Actually, surprisingly, like enough, like Top and Mad better. Went four one five. I re- I like Wild Away. I don't think I liked it better than the other two though. I mean it's it's got a good drinkability and I recommend it to listeners. But if I'm going to go Brother Benjamin four one one, I am going to go Wild Away from Storm Cloud Brewing. I am going to go. Don't think it's quite a four. I'm going to go three nine nine. Three nine nine. So the difference between this and the Hoppin' Mad, the Hoppin' Mad had that had a good citrus taste. Right. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean it was smooth and it, but it was it had the the IPA kind of the it had a slightly bitter full flavor, but it was citrusy and smooth. Tell it to the judge, sister. <laughs> I agree. I but, agree. But, but this one, this one is is it's just it's bitter. I mean, it's got an IPA bitter, you know, Belgian. It hits you in the gut a little bit. Hits you in the the bitter part of your te- your, your palate. Excuse me. Um, I'm gonna go with three point eight five. Is where I'm going with that one. Three point eight five. What about the can? Which one, or the bottle, because we had a bottle to start with and then two cans. Um, of the three, I like the odd side, the Hoppin' Mad with the okay. kangaroo fighting the old 1800-style boxer. So I, what I'm, I like that. I, I, I really do. That would, that, you know, if it's in the case, that would attract me to that. I would look at that. The only thing is I'm looking at the, the Brother Benjamin and it's got a blurry, like a like a double vision kind of a, right. you know what I mean? And so at a the creepy haunted, <laughs> at the ten point one ABV and the hundred and fourteen IBUs, 
I think that's really good marketing. I think they're trying to tell you something. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is this yeah, is good, but drink look too out. Many of these, you're seeing double vision yeah exactly I so i mean you give the nod to the odd side yep. i'm gonna give the nod to the brother benjamin well, i'll respect that I, I mean i'm not gonna argue it with you on that because i i like that i mean it's you know yeah but of the two i vote for the odd side so but as i look down into my glass brother i'm out of beer and as the late great Stuart scott would say you ain't gotta go home but you gotta get the heck up out of here <laughs>